0: Thank you so much for tuning in the podcast of the PG Fellowship Church in Buffalo Valley, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Michael Waters for the message. I wish we had a few adults that want to be in church like that, don't you? Amen, amen, sis. I tell you what it was on my heart, I was praying about this morning as uh, the Bible says, uh, forsake not the assembling yourself together as some has already done so, uh, but as you see the day approaching even more so that we would gather together in one mind and one accord, uh, I had to worship and praise the God Almighty, the God of all the universe and I'm telling you when you get that. And you see that uh, the devil is a subtle one that he comes with little trickeries and as a roaring lion that he comes Amen. to take and try to take Brother Larry out and Brother Chris wow. out and her sister here and, and each one he wants to take each one of us out. But if we just realize that when we come in the house of God that we can get our armament polished up and, and that there be somebody there to help us put all the armament on that we may be able to face uh, the wily one, the devil. Because he is a wily one. He's a sleuth foot. He wants, to just, hey, he wants to tear down your family. Amen. The sooner we figure that out and know that we're in a warfare, a spiritual fight, the better we'll be. And i am tell you what, there's no better place to be on the first day of the week than to be in the God's house, be in the Lord's house. Amen, says, praise the Lord. That right there is what I do every day. I get up and spend a little time with the Lord. It don't take much. I mean, as much as little time you want to put in. It don't take much, hey, to claim the promises of God. Hey, and rebuke the enemy, amen. Amen. And to claim protection, I do it over my whole property line, amen. My vehicles that's going to go out, I... I want the Lord riding with me. I want the Lord piling in my life, piling in my vehicles. I want Him in the car with me. I want Him all around me. Amen. Because I need Him. (laughs) We're going to be today, and this is so amazing. This is how the Lord works. We're going to be in Matthew 14. And if you turn to Philippians chapter chapter, uh, 3. Man, every song they sung, most every one of them has the part of the chorus, and and the, the lines go right along with the message this morning. Amen. And uh, how many's ever uh, been in a battle? <laughs> how many's ever been in a struggle? Amen. How many's ever been on a boat this morning? I have. I've been on a boat. I've been on a John boat. I've been on a uh, 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 a a a Capri or a uh, a. a Ski boat i 've been on a houseboat i i 've got the opportunity to be on a, a cruise ship a time or two. How many's ever been in a storm while you 're out on the water? I have one time been on a cruise ship and and a storm come they said we was headed for one tried to go around one and and said that the the waves was going to be around eight foot tall and and as big as that ship was i mean we went to uh, uh I forget the name of the hall but where they had entertainment at and and stuff and you could see the people on the stage they was just going like this right here and everybody was just swaying with the ocean and and uh ended up getting sick and and but what I'm getting at this morning is we're going to find ourselves, when we get born again, when we get our name, hey, written up on the Lamb's Book of Life, when we get our name on the row up in heaven, the row that's caught up beyond, amen. there's going to be some battles, some hard times. There's going to be some things come out in front of us. There's going to be, hey, hey, the waters are going to start getting choppy, and it's not always going to be smooth sailing, amen? amen. And that's what we're going to find out this morning. I, I started, I, I taught this at a coffee shop there Thursday evening. And I felt like the Lord gave me so much more, and, and I just could not get away from this. Last week we preached on fresh fire, and I thought we were for sure going to be on the subject of fire again this week, and I just couldn't get away from this, but we're going to start in Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to try to go as slow as I can go, <laughs> and I want us to see the sides to this, of the, the sides of the Spirit and the flesh, the side of Jesus and the disciples, the side of a mature Christian, and the side of a newborn Christian that's on the milk, amen? Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice, talking about Christians here, rejoice in the Lord, man, that sounds easy, don't it? We can just praise the Lord, that's what we've done this morning. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, and beware of concision. For uh, we are of the circumcision, which worship God in spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. And he's saying here, he said, when you become saved and a brother, uh, keep your eyes open because there's going to be false teachers. There's going to be people, hey, hey, heretics, hey, man. there's going to be people spreading false things about the gospel. There's going to be people taking the gospel of Jesus Christ and weaving falsehood in it. Something that's not real, not genuine, not, that's fake, amen, that's counterfeit. Uh, they're going to try to steer you the wrong way. If you're on the straight and narrow, they're going to try to get you to ease over into the right lane, amen, over on the wide and broad, if you would. See these Judaizers here in Philippians, men that had got saved, but couldn't get away from the law. Wanting to take the law and mingle it would, if you would, with Christianity. The law will never get you to heaven. You can, you can, you can live the law of the Word of God, and still not know God. The Bible says here, verse 4, I love this verse. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinks he were of he might trust in the flesh, I am more... Paul's saying that everybody that reads this here this morning, if you've got confidence, whether it be in muscles, whether it be in stamina, you could run five miles if it would, or, or maybe you could run a, a hey a triathlon, do a triathlon or or a marathon or or whatever it is you could do. Maybe you could play a basketball game and never get out of breath and never break a sweat. Your human side, your flesh, when it comes to spiritual battles, will never get you to the destination. It'll never get gain you victory. He's saying circumcised. And Paul goes on to say who he is. Paul said he was circumcised because that's what this beginning of the chapter is talking about. is physical, fleshly circumcision of a man and and cut away the flesh, if you would. And he's saying, I've been circumcised of the Spirit. Amen. I've been born again. He says, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin and, and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee. And I wrote down this verse in Acts five thirty-four. It talks about Gamaliel, which was a doctor of the law and had a reputation among all people. Paul here was going to take his place. Paul was well studied in the law. He, I mean, he says right here in verse 6, concerning zeal. And we talked about that Wednesday night in the men's meeting. Persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Blameless. That's what Paul done in his own accord. Now, in reading that, hold on to that. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 14. We're going to be in Matthew 14, and if you want to read this when you get home, uh, uh, Mark 6 and John 6, if you want to jot that down in Matthew 14, all, said, all brings about the same incident we're about to read here, and uh, 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 John 6 gives us a brief summary, Mark 6 gives a little more detail, and I feel like in my heart and spirit and studying and praying about this that Matthew 14 gives the most details. Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. And while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up unto the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went, in, uh, went unto them, walking on the sea. And when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and cried out, uh, out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, for it is I, be not afraid. And Peter said unto him, and said, Lord, if it be you or be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So he got out of the boat and was headed toward Jesus. And when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, and he caught him, and said unto him, O ye a little faith, wherefore did you doubt? Where did you doubt? What caused you to doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind seized, and they were in the ship, came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. <coughs> Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord God, I praise your holy name, God. If anything's accomplished or done here this morning, it'll be by you, Heavenly Father. I'm just a vessel, Heavenly Father. There's nothing that I can do, Heavenly Father. This morning, just be obedient to you is all I can do, Lord. I would pray this morning, Lord God, that the Spirit of God would touch each and every heart, each and every mind, God. As we see here, Lord God, it ain't what we do in the flesh, but it's what we do, uh, spiritually speaking, Heavenly Father, for you, Heavenly Father. I just pray this morning, Lord God, your touch, your your conviction, your spirit, your heavenly Father, your love, peace, Lord God, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things, heavenly Father, are just and right and perfect, Lord God. I pray, God, that they be manifested here this morning. I would pray, Lord God, that you would just touch this church. Let it be a fire. Let it be a, a city that's lit up, God, set on a hill for this community, heavenly Father. Let it be a hospital, Lord God, for those that need help. They can come in, God. Maybe they're in a struggle this week, God. Maybe, heavenly Father, Lord, that t- the, the ship was so smooth and the waves wasn't, there was nowhere to be found. And Heavenly Father, that, uh, that by reason a storm come up and by reason that the wind blew, I just pray this morning, this Heavenly Father, Lord, that you just reveal to their hearts, God, reveal to their minds, Lord, what they're going through, Heavenly Father, that we got a Savior that'll reach down for us. We got a Savior that'll help us. Yes, I love you this morning, Lord God. You're everything to me, God. Without you, I'm nothing. But with you, I can do all things through Jesus Christ. I love you, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. The title to the message this morning is True Focus. And I, I will admit this morning, my focus gets off from time to time. I feel like this week, and anybody that's ever prepared something, maybe to teach, preach, or maybe just to uh, to speak in front of people? Have you ever been where your mind just kind of just is so scattered and, and so many uh, rabbit trails and you're chasing rabbits and, and you don't know which way to go and, and you know what that is? That's getting you focused off of the Lord Jesus Christ if you're a Christian, a man of God or a woman of God. That's getting you focused off and, and I got to thinking about this message and I taught this uh, Thursday night and I got to thinking about uh, uh, the, what was going on here, the background and. And uh, and it's almost like the Lord just started dialing in a true focus on the message, if you would. True simply means that it's factual. You can back it up. It's genuine. It's real. It's not counterfeit. It's not artificial. It's real this morning. And and, and <laughs> that word focus means the center of interest or activity. How many of those this morning that we got, if we're going <laughs> to... Fight the good fight of faith. We're going to have to be focused on Jesus. Amen. We're going to have to be focused. If we're going to get to the end, heaven be in the end, amen, we're going to have to be focused on Him. Amen. On. And I want us to see here, I said earlier, about the Spirit and the flesh and about Jesus and the disciples and about somebody that's mature in the Lord, that's perfect, that's mature. That's what that word means in the Scripture when you run across in the King James. When you're spiritually mature in the Lord or you're a babe in Christ, I want to lay just a little bit of a background real quick. Just prior to this, starting chapter 14 of Matthew, John the Baptist was beheaded. You all heard of John the Baptist? That was the cousin of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. He came to prepare the way. That was his calling, if you would. Jesus Christ said there was none better, there was none greater than John the Baptist, is what the Word of God says. And you take this mighty man and got his head chopped off. God allowed that. To, I believe everything's God filtered. I believe God could have spoken. But staying with the message. <laughs> Jesus, the Bible says there in chapter 14 that his disciples brought word that his cousin, his brother in Christ, the one that had been preaching the gospel, Jeremiah, the one that had been baptizing them there with fire that said, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance that he'd been, he'd been killed been beheaded you think about that have you ever lost somebody I have you lose somebody don't it hurt you think Jesus was the same way that it hurt him that it bothered him I read in the scripture the shortest verse in the Bible uh, that it says Jesus wept uh, his brother Lazarus when he had died and, and the sisters Mary and Martha said if you had been here he wouldn't have died and the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion, He was troubled in spirit, and that he wept. The Bible said that the Word of God beca- the word became flesh. The Bible says over in the book of Hebrews, and I want to read this, I don't believe I give it to Gail. Hebrews chapter four or chapter five, verse seven. It says, "Who in the days of his flesh, this is talking about Jesus Christ when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and with tears unto him, who was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet he uh, learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them who obeyed him. Jesus Christ was a man. He bled. He had pain. The Bible said he feared. He learned through obedience. And it don't mean he was learning obedience, but it simply means that he practiced putting his priorities straight following the will of the Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. But he was a man. The Bible says over in Hebrews in one place that he was tempted just like we are.
1: Come
0: on. I want us to get that when John the Baptist was beheaded, that Jesus, the disciples come and told Jesus... Jesus, the Bible said, if we read right here in uh, Mark 6 and John 6, He wanted to get away in a desert place. Him and His disciples went to a desert place, which means that He wanted to go to a place with nobody around, that He could go pray unto the Father. That He could get away with the Father and pray to get His focus. See, there's things in this life and things in the world, whether it be death, whether it be a divorce, whether it be, hey, hey, miscar- miscarriages, amen. Whatever it may be in this walk, it's come to distract you. And it... it, it The end result is to try to get your focus off the Father, to get it off the Son, to get it off the Holy Ghost. Jesus wasn't much different than us. He was a man incarnate. But the Bible said He went to a desert place. And when He got there, see at this time, Jesus had healed so many people and, and Walked by and touched them and prayed for them and they was healed. The lame could walk, the blind could see. Oh. Those, hey, hey, he just did a miracle. If you would, of five thousand people, amen. 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 And he gets that desert place and the people start showing up. All the people, all the people start showing up and they wanted to hear Jesus. They wanted to hear a message. They wanted, they wanted a touch in their lives. Yes. You think this is the part where the mature Christian comes in. Sometimes we do things we don't want to do. Sometimes we do things because it's the will of God. Sometimes we do things because the Spirit of God just places it on the inside. And if we don't do it, we'd be quenching the Spirit and we'd be going backwards in Jesus Christ. Then I read in Ephesians chapter 6 with the armor; in it, there ain't no backward armor, amen. So that means we've got to keep marching for Him one foot in front of the other. Can you imagine losing His close brother his cousin and there 5,000 people show up plus women and children and they're hungry and they want him to do a blessing and they want to hear from him he's wanting to get in the desert place away from the father he wants to kneel down and I mean seek the father's face seek his will and here comes a load of people and then we get to the scripture where the bible says see that's somebody that's after the will of the father Amen. you say well he was God he was the son of God He was part of the Trinity. He came to do the Father's will. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible said he was under so much anguish, anxiety, and pressure that he knew that the weight of all your sins and all mine and the sins of the whole world was going to come upon him. His blood, his sweat became as drops of blood. He was human. If he wasn't, he wouldn't have died on the cross of Calvary. So you think about him. Somebody, how did he live the life he lived? Because he seeked the Lord in prayer, Amen. because he was the Word. He would read to him in Isaiah and different places in the temple. He stayed in the Word, stayed in prayer to do the will of the Father. Now, yinz, it's mature Christians. We got to lay down our will a lot of times. We got to do things to follow after the cross of Calvary that we just sometimes just we're tired, wore out, just don't want to do. But see, these 5,000 people could have been as much as 15, brother. They needed Jesus. Come on, That's the point. They needed Jesus. It's to put our will out of the way that we could plant some seeds and help some people, amen. That we could show them there's a better way. And then we start reading here in Matthew 14, 22. It said, Jesus constrained his disciples to go. You know what that word means? He forcibly wanted them to leave, to go get in the boat and leave. And as they done so, the Bible said, "When he was alone, he prayed." You can read that in Mark six and John six. He got with the Father. He knelt down and shook heaven. I believe that. I believe that. There's so many instances across the scriptures. I have a world where we ought to do the same thing. We ought to get a hold of God. Hey, have you ever have you ever cried out unto God and got a busy signal? Amen. He's always there, ain't he, Miss P? He's always there for me. He's never too busy. He won't answer my phone call, if you would. But he constrained them. He forced them to go. See, sometimes in life, when things are sailing smooth, and and, and, man, the Lord's come through for us, there's a storm out there in front of us. And we see right here in Scripture, when they got out there, see, this is why I read in Philippians. Paul said that he was a hebrew of the hebrews. Mm. Paul said <laughs> he according to the law was blameless perfect in the law. He upheld the law. There's no you couldn't hold it no better. That means his human efforts, he placed all he had we see these, fair, these disciples going out on the water. The Bible says over in the book of John, after they had rowed 25 or 34 longs, uh, about three and a half, four miles out, how, how that the wind was contrary to them, the wind was coming against them. They couldn't hey, they couldn't make no more headway. They couldn't press on anymore. Their human efforts. they was rolling as hard as they could row. How many ever felt that way? How many maybe you're in a battle this morning? Maybe you're out on the sea and the sea is raging this morning. I believe that's why God gave me this message. I believe there's some people here this morning, if there's just one family that hell's come against you, if there's one family that Satan is fighting your family, fighting your kids, fighting your wife, and maybe fighting you. The men started a text message group yesterday. There were about 24 men on it. I praise the Lord for that. Amen. That's uh, That we can scotch one another. There's times in our spiritual walk that I'm strong. There's times in my spiritual walk that I'm weak. And I need Brother Eddie here to support me, to back me, to pray for me. Brother Tony to support and pray for me. Because when I get out there, I get to look around and the winds are boisterous. Amen. Amen hey, and they're contrary to me. And they're pushing against me, fighting me. Amen. 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 Has anybody ever felt that way? Yes, sir. That's how we learn the character of Jesus Christ. That's how we learn who He is and what He can do for us. That's how we learn <laughs> what grace and mercy is. Oh, what, what we're old is for that ship to sink and go down. What we're old is for Him not to stretch forth His hand and pick us up. Oh. But praise God for His grace and His mercy. Amen. Praise God that He loves each and every one of us so much. Amen. And we see right here in Scripture... How many like Peter were saved, born again, Jeremiah? Yes, but so much were walking after the flesh. Come on. Peter jumped out of that ship and said, "Bid me to come, Lord." I mean, I can just see him jumping out of that ship and getting ready to take off, walking down the water. I mean, he was gun holed with a bunch of zeal. Come on, ain't we just like that? Before we grow up in Christ, even sometimes we slip up being mature Christians and we get gun holed, thinking. I can handle this. Lord, just watch and see. (laughs) But true focus. Look at that picture on the screen. It's blurry to the left and to the right. But when you get dialed in, boy, you can see Jesus. When you get dialed in, you can see the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) I get to thinking about these men. I get to thinking about Peter. He said, bid me to come. I'll jump out. I'll go. I'll walk. See? Jesus come walking. One of the books in the Bible said he would have passed by. Are you looking for Jesus? See if they would have been looking, I just wonder if Jesus would have passed them by. How many people get passed by that don't recognize when the Spirit of God shows up? They don't recognize when the Spirit of God's in the room. You know what? I heard a preacher say one time. He said, you know what? We'll sit around and hear a message preached. We'll think, that's for somebody else. We might as well just realize what can we get out of the message this morning? What can we take? Amen. Apply it to your life. Amen. Even if everything's perfect, apply it to your life. See how you can draw closer to the Heavenly Father. But as the Bible said that Jesus would have passed by and, and the disciples saw in Peter he said, bid me to come. He gets up there and starts walking, sis. And then when he saw, see, his focus got out. How many times us as Christians, we feel like that, man, we're dialed in with Christ. I had two men text me this morning, say, I'm praying for you, praying for you, Church praying for the church service this morning. They don't even go to this church. There are other men of God that I confine in, talk to. Man, that means a lot. You know what that does for me? That encourages me to keep going. You know what that does for me? That helps me to dial in my focus a little better. (laughs) But so many times... That serpent, the devil, comes as a roaring lion. We get out of the ship to do what hey, what we desire, that zeal that we have for the Lord. <laughs> and we start seeing how boisterous the wind is and the waves hitting the ship and splashing in. Hey, and all of a sudden we get our focus off of Jesus. Get it on the problem, if you would. Is any of you here this morning, you're facing problems in your life, your walk? Is any here this morning that you may just be at wit's end and just so happen... The Spirit of God urged you to come to church this morning. We need it. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: See, the disciples represent new believers or weak Christians. They got a zeal for God. They got a zeal for God, but they don't know what to do with it they're jumping out staying in scared fear the bible said he's not giving a spirit of fear but a power and a love and a sound mind what do we do with the taxes in front of us what do we do when we're out there we're not alone you know what the bible says the bible says that he saw them you go to one mark six it says that after he got done praying, he saw them and the bible says that it was at night when they was crossing over he didn't physically see them amen seen them through the Spirit of God. On, he's seen them. The Lord sees exactly what you're going through, Brother Jimmy. The Lord sees exactly what you're going through, Jeff. James, the Lord knows what you're going through. Marty, the Lord knows what you're going through. Don't think He don't. He knows everything that you're going through. You know what? He wants to intervene. He's passing by this morning. I'd like to ask this morning. This altar is open. We're getting ready to close out here in a minute. As He's passing by, Would you cry out to him this morning? Peter thought he was going to make it to Jesus. And then the wind started roaring, furious. I wrote this down. I might as well read it. Boisterous means loud, roaring, violent, stormy, turbulent, furious, and noisy. Is Satan rattling your world? Is the enemy shaking the foundation that you're standing on? The Bible says upon this rock, (laughs) the Lord said he'd build his church and the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against it. That's the foundation we're on. Are you trying to work this out and row that ship, that old gospel ship, to, hey, design, amen, on your own? Hey, you'll never make it, amen. It's going to be by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It's going to be by Him reaching down and raising you up. That's what He did for Peter, amen. When Peter started slowly sinking down, he cried out to Jesus, amen, and Jesus showed up and grabbed His hand and pulled him up. Amen. That's what He wants to do each one this morning. I'm going to read this in closing, and I'm done. Go back over to Philippians. I stopped at verse 6. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things for the loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, of whom I suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I might win Christ. And he found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Jesus, or the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by him. I love this verse. That I might know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto His death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained or already perfect, but but I follow after, if by I may apprehend that... For which also I have apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count myself not to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15 says, Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. That's my prayer this morning. That God will reveal unto you, as we just read this morning. Are you pressing into Jesus? Now, I asked my little boy if he'd come up here this morning. If he'd come up, and I asked Chris if they'd come up this morning. See, what Paul was talking about was spiritual. Even though he was physically Peter walking on the water, it's spiritual dust keeping our eyes, our focus, that true focus. Now, it's very simple this morning. If Nash is lined up right here in front of me, Brother Chris, you get right there, and these represent problems in my life, if I could pick and choose which one do you think I would defeat in my own efforts, it'd be Nash. I could run right through him. I could bulldoze plumb over top him. Just physics. I'm stronger. I weigh more. But now, brother Chris, I'm going to have a problem. Me and him's going to lock horns, and he may just shove me down. Hey, hey, he may do like the roaring lion's doing in your life. Your problem that the storm. He may, hey, the enemy may just have your focus off, and you're seeking in the waters around you. All wrong. Amen. <laughs> you know what about life? We can't pick and choose the problems we're going to face. We can't pick and choose what's out in front of us. Man, I can feel the Lord's presence. Amen. If we could, we would all choose the easy things in life. But we can't all choose that. There's going to be things. See, they was something coming in front of Peter. Amen that he couldn't push his way through. He was trying. They was rolling that boat with all the effort they had, and they could not get through it. They could not press to the other side until they cried out to Jesus. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 6, it said immediately when Jesus was on the ship, it immediately went to the other side. That's the God we serve. Why war with your problems? Me and him pushing back. You know, the Bible says I press toward the mark. If I'm going to push him, I'm not going to stand straight up like this. There's not going to be much force there. I'm going to dig down and really press into him with all I've got. Amen. I'm telling you, there's some yens of the day, Yen's his feet slipping. We need to get a new grip in Christ. We need to come up and get things patched up so that we're able to fight the enemy through Jesus Christ, so that we can have victory. He said, But thanks be unto God that gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. You guys can sit down. <laughs> now, we all said we've had problems. We all said we've been in the storms of life. How do we get through them? Do we do the best we can do because we've got some money in the checking account? Do we do the best we can do because, hey, maybe our size, our strength? Do we do the best we can do because we've got some kind of job or we know somebody that knows somebody that can we can call? What about when all that runs out what about when there's nobody else to call come on. Are you gonna call Jesus are you gonna cry out to Jesus if they come up and play this morning and everybody would stand That's the reason we're getting you all up here. <laughs> you can go ahead and settle. <clears throat> but the Bible says right here that I might know Him. Do you know Him? He suffered for you. We may have to suffer a few things to get to know Him. Well, usually when we have to go through uh, some obstacles, some things in life, it causes us to cry out to the Lord. And He says right here in verse 15, Let us therefore as many be perfect, mature in the Lord, be thus minded. Of what he's talked about, that it wouldn't be on all our own efforts, but it would be in the efforts of the Spirit of God. If anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. I pray this morning as they play. If you need a touch from God, why wait any longer? If you're in the midst of the storm, the Bible said that as soon as they, that Jesus, as soon as Peter grabbed Jesus, as soon as Jesus grabbed Peter, And they got on the ship. They immediately went to shore. Would you allow God to work in your problem this morning? Would you allow God to be God in your life? He said He'd be the anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast.
2: One day when heaven was filled with his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin dwelt among men my example is he The light shined among His glory revealed, living He loved me, dying He saved me, buried He carried my sins far away, rising He justified freely forever, one day He's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain One day they nailed him to die on a tree Suffering anguish, despised and rejected Bearing our sin, my redeemer is he Hands that healed nations stretched out on a tree and He took the nails for me living He loved me dying He saved me buried He carried my sins far away rising He justified freely forever one day Glorious day, oh glorious day! One day the grave could conceal him no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose. Oh death he had conquered now he's ascended my lord evermore death cannot hold him the grave could not keep him from rising again living he loved me dying he saved me buried Justified freely forever One day He's coming Oh, glorious day Oh, glorious day Oh, glorious day One day the trumpet will sound For His coming One day the skies with His glory will shine Wonderful day my beloved one bringing My Savior Jesus is mine Living He loved me Dying He saved me Buried He carried my sins far away RISING HE JUSTIFIED FREELY FOREVER ONE DAY Then sings my soul. mm good news, you've been invited, no matter what others may say, your darkest sins will be forgiven, cause you will always have a place at the table of grace cups never empty the plates always full and it's never too late to come and be filled with love never ending because you're always welcome at the table of grace so come you're weak And heavy-hearted, don't try to hide your earthly scars Cause in His eyes, we all are equal Don't be afraid now, come as you are At the table of grace, the cup's never empty plates always full and it's never too late to come and be filled with love never ending cause you're always welcome at the table of grace